Fiasco. I want to talk about the Giants' reaction. I want to talk about the fans' reaction just as much as I want to talk about the Giants' reaction because I find that just as interesting. Because you know we get a lot of comments on uh, Twitter. We got a lot of D- we get a lot of DMs. We get a lot of comments in the comment sections. Most of the time, well, I'm going to say most. I would say a portion of them are not flattering, but that's okay. I don't care about that. I care about the fact that there's some things that are said by giant fans that just kind of um just kind of rub me the wrong way because i like i said i've been a giant fan since 1976 been following this team forever i've seen the good i've seen the bad you take it all and there you have the facts of life but it's interesting that this new breed of giant fan seems to rationalize when something goes wrong seems to rationalize things in a way that they that it makes them feel better And maybe it makes them feel better about themselves. Maybe it makes them feel better about the team. But it annoys me. It annoys me. And like I said, I I always wish I could hear these people like on the call-in radio shows. Because some of the things they say just make no sense. Like, uh, we got Bob from Wisconsin. Uh, Yeah, Tim, uh, uh, you know what the problem is? We weren't supposed to win this game anyway. So it didn't really matter that we lost. That was one of the comments I saw. It didn't matter because we weren't supposed to win anyway. Really? Because Washington beat Philadelphia, and we play Wa- – and shockingly enough, we we play Washington next week. So what does that say about, about that certain fan that they thought we weren't supposed to win anyway? So it's okay that we lost and we, and we gave up 40-plus points. That's disturbing. That's, that's, that's kind of mind-numbing. And it wasn't, and I laugh because if it was one person that made that comment, I wouldn't have said anything. But I saw multiple comments such as that on Twitter. And I also love it. And you go, uh, Jim, uh, Jim from the Bronx, you're on. Uh, well, the, the real playoffs start on Sunday against Washington. The real playoffs start, and I saw it's another comment. Well, our playoff game is Wednesday, on, excuse me, Sunday against Washington. No, as an NFL team, you try to win every game because every game could be important. You don't know which game is not important. You don't know which game is important. You don't sit there and think to yourself, well, you know, it's, we're going to lose this game anyway. So, you know, next week's the big show. So you're going to put all your eggs in the Washington basket. It is a big game. It's a huge game. I'm, I'm not going to deny that. But it's stupidity like that that annoys me because you should try to win every game. I don't care. If you go by that logic... The miracle on ice never would have happened with the U.S. hockey team. The Giants probably would never have won in 2007 or 2011. You would have these great comeback stories, these great stories of, of sport in sports in reference to the underdog winning. And we would never have those because, you know, the, the favorite always is always going to win. My other, my other favorite pet peeve right now is the idiots that, that are still standing. It's stand by your man. Standing by Daniel Jones, like he, again, like, like he is not, he, like he's not going to be gone next season. I love it because Anthony Richardson's agent came out and said that he's got Joe, Joe Shane's number on speed dial. And I don't know if it's 100% true, but I've seen some pictures on Instagram, on Twitter about Anthony Richardson being at the Giant game yesterday. 
But I love it because you got Phil from the Bronx. Um, we can't draft another quarterback because what we need to do is we need to build the team first and then draft a quarterback. I love that logic. First, we have to build the team and then draft the main component. I wonder where people are getting this stupidity from. You see it. All right, so let's see. Let's say we go back in time. We see Herbert, old Justin Herbert sitting there, and we're having problems with our team, and we got all these holes and issues. We're just going to say, you know what? He could potentially be the game-changing quarterback that could make us better and make the talent around him better, but we're going to pass because our team isn't built yet to have a new quarterback. That was one of the dumbest things that I've ever seen, one of the dumbest comments I've ever seen. It's almost like we've been bad for so long that you have a segment, and I'm not saying all segment of the fan base, but you have a segment of the fan base that rationalizes why things didn't go wrong because of the fact they can't look in the mirror and say, you know, we're just bad. It's just a bad team. And I'm not, you started with six and one and now you're one, four and one. Cause you've gone into the money portion of the schedule. You've gone into the hard part of the schedule. And I love it. Cause I remember when everyone in the beginning of the season was pointing out how easy these games at the end were going to be. These were going to be easy wins. And I kept telling people, I don't like doing schedule predictions because of the fact, I mean, I'll do record predictions, but not a schedule prediction because things change weekly in the NFL. Look at the Lions. The Lions looks horrid for the first part of the season, but they're turning it around. And in a scary fashion, you have, you have Denver. Who thought Denver would be where they're at right now? You don't know. You never, you never know. But you can't sit there and just justify why. There's al- there always needs to be a justification. Well, well, Daniel Jones doesn't have enough weapons. He has, a, he has a terrible offensive line. The fact that he doesn't look downfield doesn't concern anything, concern anybody. The fact that his processing, the plays, don't concern certain people. The fact that, the, the fact that Kenny G, and I talked about this yesterday, Kenny G finally got on the field again. He beat his man, and he had the safety at least 15 yards in front of him. So there was a 15-yard gap between the safety and he had beaten his man by by at least four yards. Daniel Jones doesn't even look to that side as the field. He immediately goes to the check down to Saquon Barkley. And, you know, it's funny because I didn't even notice it. And Lorenzo, who went to the game with me, pointed it out. He goes, he had Kenny wide open. And he didn't even look to that side of the field. But we don't want to talk about Danny, Danny fucking checkdowns. No, we don't want to talk about that. Because that would, that, would be, that would be us having to rationalize the fact that we made a bad pick four years ago. That would be the rationalization. That pick was just horrid. But we can't do that because we got to curl up with a puppy. Grow up. I'm not talking to all Giant fans. I'm talking to a very small segment of fans. But grow up. You, make, you whiff on quarterbacks. How many quarterbacks did we have after Phil Sims? You had the Dave Brown failure. Technically, you had Jeff Hosteller who took a year, a couple years, a year and a half away from Sims. You had Kent Graham. You had Danny Cannell. You had Kerry Collins. You tossed in a couple other guys that are one or two starters, and you also had Kurt Warner. Yeah, Kerry Collins was a good replacement. We didn't draft him. He was drafted by Carolina, had the alcohol issues, moved on to New Orleans, and then got waived by the Saints, and then we picked him up. We got lucky. But you don't look at the Jets. Took a high pick on Sam Darnold. We don't know what happens there. We all know what happened there. You took another pick on Zach Wilson. We know what's going on there. You are going to miss more on finding a quarterback than you are going to hit. 
You had 16 years of Eli Manning and people get spoiled. And then there needs to be the rationalization why we have to give Daniel Jones two more years. You Because what we've seen for the first four years wasn't enough. And they'll all talk about it. And we've talked about it before. Daniel Jones has that drive, that one drive. He has it every game where he goes five for five for a touchdown. And then he does nothing else. And he's done that for the last three years. So we got one drive Danny who we're going to give, what, $20 million a year? for? I love it. Well, we need to give him like uh, $20 million a year for like uh, two years. So that will guarantee like the first portion of the contract. Okay, so you're going to turn around and give him more than a third of your cap space. This is why they always say you need to win in the NFL if you take a franchise quarterback in the first round within the first four years. Because year five and anything after that is going to wreck your cap. And the Eagles can do what they do because of the fact that Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick in his third year. They'll have, they'll have him under contract from next year. He doesn't have a fifth-year option because he was a second-rounder, and they're going to have to pay him after the following season. Just the way it is. So maybe the Giants get lucky and they hit on a quarterback later in the draft. I don't know. But I get I, it just aggravates me the rationalization that people have. Well, we weren't going to win anyways. So it's all good. You know, the playoffs start on Sunday against Washington. So why did we even so why did we even show up? Oh, we didn't actually technically we didn't show up. <laughs> if we want to get technical about it, we did not show up on Sunday. But why would we even show up then? And I, I, I love Wink. I do. I love Wink. He's my guy. I'm not gonna get off the Wink wagon. Because of the fact that he's 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 kind of doing some strange things. He knows his secondary is limited. He knows he's using defensive backs that are probably more of Home Depot players than NFL starters. But he still continues to blitz. He still continues to blitz. And I said this in the video. Oh, geez, when when they signed him, and you can go back and listen. I said. My biggest concern about Wink is he is not going to change the way that he calls games. No matter what the personnel the Giants have, he is not going to change the way he calls games. Because of the fact that he that's what got him to the NFL. That's what made him success in the NFL. So he's not going to sit there and, and just change how he's going to call a game, no matter what his talent is around it. But the problem is he's doing that now to his own detriment. He is, he is blitzing when he shouldn't. No. I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. Now, the problem with that theory is when you blitz all night and you have a bad secondary, you get things that happen like they happened the last couple weeks. You're going to run into the, You're going to run into those issues. And like I said before, I am not. I, I am not going to sit here and tell you that I think Wink should change because I don't think he should change. I think he should keep doing what he's doing, but I think he just needs to adjust it a little bit. He needs, to, he needs to realize that he has less than stellar NFL talent in his secondary via injury and via, and, and via just the fact that his roster isn't as talented as some people thought they were at 6-1. But they just he just needs to adjust a little and understand maybe we need to keep an extra guy in coverage. Maybe we don't blitz one of our defensive backs. Maybe we kind of you know play a little, not play it safe, 
but play it a little differently where we, why don't we give some exotic blitz patch, excuse me, exotic blitz packages and not blitz drop back into coverage. Do what Detroit does with Aiden Hutchinson. They look like that he's going to blitz. And what does he do? He drops back into coverage a lot of times. That's why he has a couple of interceptions this season, you know, mix it up a little bit. And, and I understand you, you don't want to, like I said, you don't, you never want to get away from what got you there. Got you to the NFL, got you in the NFL. You never want to get away from that. But you also have to realize and rationalize that sometimes the talent you have may not be the best. And if you have that talent that's not the best, maybe you just need to adjust a little. And like I said, I, I, have, I have all the faith in the world with Wink. I still, I still have all the faith in the world for Shane and, and Brian Dable. That's not going to change. I think what, and, and like I said, none of that's going to change for me because, like I said, this was always a rebuilding season. This was always a non-playoff season. I'm not saying we're not going to make the playoffs, but it's, you know what, when you hit, when you hit the money part of the schedule, we've talked about it before, you know, you need to put up or shut up. And I don't care if the, I don't care if the Eagles are the New England Patriots, the 2007 New England Patriots, because you know what, according to the logic of certain fans, we never should have won that Super Bowl anyway, so it didn't really matter. We're going to have a live stream tomorrow. We're going to bring back the Tuesday live stream. Hey, we'll, we'll get the Dahmer to come in. And again, this is Tim with All Nine Big Blue. We'll bring you the best in New York Giants sports talking on Tim. And as always, if you could like, we subscribe. If you're ringing that bell, you're going to be awesome.